Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Burke's Coronacast. On this episode, I interview very talented bassist and new mother, Annie Clements. I really hope you enjoy this episode and will listen to the rest. I'm your host, Burke Greenfield, and this is Burke's Coronacast. I hope you like this. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Burke's Coronacast. On this episode, I interview amazing bassist and mom, Annie Clements. Hey. Hi, Annie. Hi. So, um, hi. Uh, congratulations on your new family member. How's everybody doing? <laughs> Everyone's doing pretty well. Uh, so I have a new daughter, my very first child. Her name is Nora. And she is three months and two weeks old today. So she's Ooh. very, very new, very fresh. Um, and she's great. She's, it's, it's like the greatest thing I've ever done. Gotta say. <laughs> I'm really loving her and being a mom. And it's just a whole new, whole new level of fun and growth and uh, beautiful stuff. Definitely. Um, so, uh, mind if I tell you the format of this podcast? It's the regular format. Every single episode, I do it. Um, yeah. So the first like seven or eight questions are um, personalized to you, but the last three um, are I ask on every single podcast. So uh, my listeners, this is episode what eighteen. They probably heard me saying that like a lot. Um, but yeah guys I'm reminding you again (laughs) um so what has it been since you said like Nora was three months and two weeks today so congratulations Mm -hmm. on that um how 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 has it what has it been like um to have an infant during infant during COVID because you know this is crazy yeah it is crazy um you know it's so funny Burke because when I was you know, when I was newly pregnant, I was about, well, all this stuff started happening in March. So I was entering my last trimester. Uh, So I'd already kind of made my birth plan and how we wanted, you know, when we wanted family to come. And everyone kind of does it, everyone does it differently and has their own opinions on it. But for us, we wanted to have, you know, at least two weeks with no visitors when she was first born, so that we could, you know, just get our routine going as parents and make sure every everything was established and then of course now it's like oh we can't see anyone for two weeks anyway because we had to quarantine ourselves after going to the hospital and you know being around other people and all that stuff and it's just so funny how your perspective kind of gets flipped with all of it but I will say that as a new mom and this is <laughs> the I've never I've never had a kid so I don't really have any I didn't have any expectations or any perspective on any of this and it's been fine for me you know it's been I mean I'm there's there's tough things like I of course I want my whole family to meet her but it's it's kind of been like well no one can come around right now and and that's okay if ever there was a time where you wanted to kind of stay home and hunker down at least for me it's with a newborn baby so it's uh you know we're just kind of at the house most of the time just taking care of her and and being super super chill my mom is actually here right now so you know my family will go and get covid tests and then drive up from new orleans to visit her and then my mother-in-law lives here in Tennessee and comes to visit us almost every day and help with the baby so she's in our bubble but our bubble is like four people it's me and my husband and the baby and my mother-in-law so it's uh it's definitely uh you know again I don't really have anything to compare it to but one thing that's been interesting about it is of everyone kind of saying, oh my gosh, being a parent, now you're in the club and it's so hard and you're not sleeping and you're blah, blah, blah. It's kind of like, well, I'm not even really thinking about that. I'm way more worried about the pandemic and everything else. And it's kind of made the baby like the bright spot 
and the light in all of this and the fun and the joy of it. So it's, it's definitely been an interesting experience. Yeah. And like the pods, like creating pods, that's been very interesting. And I know that because um, I'm with my cousins, two of them, both girls, um, they're doing school with us. Um, my little brother, Charlie, you know him, uh, I think, uh, has a friend. And then my youngest cousin has a friend. So it's a very tiny pod, but yeah, because so in your pod, you guys are safe to kind of interact without masks and kind of do your thing. Okay. Um, well, nice. Yeah, I've actually recently been uh, seeing uh, the my little cousin's friends, well, older brother. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's really been it. Uh, it's not really much. Um, actually, right now I'm in my... Uh, cousin's uh vacation house um <laughs> cool instead of in bronxville um it's actually pretty cool so broadcasting from vacay well thanks for taking time out of your vacation to chat with oh me oh my god i don't have school tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> good for you <laughs> um, yom kippur i believe is how you pronounce it nice um, but yeah um how well have people been cooperating with COVID rules in Nashville. I know like your mother-in-law and you and dad and uh, Nora have obviously been. Yeah, but That's a really good question. And what's challenging about all of this is the rules seem to be different everywhere you go and they can be different from city to city. We live in um, the a kind of a suburb of Nashville called Franklin, Tennessee. And some of the rules about wearing masks are different here than they are in Nashville proper. Um, and it just kind of seems like everyone is sort of, you know, I mean, kind of doing what they think is the best, but then it's sort of, it's, it's very confusing. And it's, it's difficult for me because, you know, I see a lot of my friends on Instagram and they're taking pictures where they're, they're not wearing masks. And I'm confused about like, aren't you worried? Aren't you scared? um what <laughs> what's the deal why am i so worried and you are not worried obviously i have a newborn but um i do wish that there was uh, a little more consistency and a little more leadership from the people in charge as far as what everyone should be doing rather than sort of these recommendations that some people seem to take to heart and some people don't um it was you know probably I mean, when I was pregnant and all this stuff started happening, we went on serious lockdown because I was so afraid of myself or my husband getting the virus while I was still pregnant and what that might do to the baby. And then there were lots of cases up in the Northeast, especially in New York, when it was first really bad, where pregnant women who were delivering who had COVID themselves, their babies would actually be taken away from them. Uh, for the first 14 days of their lives so everyone could quarantine. Yeah, absolutely terrifying. So we, since the very beginning of all of this, have taken this extremely seriously. Um, and it's definitely put a whole different layer and a level of caution and precaution and all that stuff. So it's, it's, it's confusing. It's hard to say. Um, you know, and, and from my perspective, we don't go anywhere other than occasionally we'll go to the grocery store uh and when we do of course we're wearing masks and you'll see people in there who aren't wearing them even though the store says you got to put them on and um because i don't want to get covid from someone like that i don't go up to them and say uh hi i'm sorry um can i give you a mask well i almost handed somebody an extra mask at the grocery store the other day um so it's it's a weird it's a weird time i don't know how's it like on your end what are, are people cooperating? What's the deal? Yeah, um, actually, we do have a few uh, pe uh, like people <laughs> who we don't know what's going on, um, but uh, we just pretend they don't exist and just walk on because yeah, really people need to listen um, because it's obviously real by now and it's hmm. not obviously not a hoax, even though some people think that. I know, it drives me insane. Um, I, uh, I have some neighbors who work at the General Motors plant 
and they have very strict rules about wearing masks and it's working you know it's they you know people will get it at home from their families and they'll find out that they have it they'll come to work they'll get tested and they'll you know they'll have some symptom or something will happen and they'll realize oh my gosh i have i have covid but they've been working side by side with people in an assembly line setting and no one at the factory has gotten sick because they're simply wearing masks so it's it's really working for people it's not rocket science you know it's, it's, it's like it's not hard no it's not i don't understand it's tough yeah. Um, and actually, I think I know um, the reason why people are never wearing masks in Instagram posts, because it's <laughs> happening to me also. I think they do wear the mask. This is just me. I have no idea what's actually happening. Yeah. But when I take a photo um, or something in like, as I'm taking a hike, I have my mask, but I take it off for that like two seconds to just take the photo, making sure nobody's there and then yeah. like, put it back on. Well, I think that's, I think that's reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a much better explanation than people just being careless and not wearing a mask. Yeah, hopefully that's what's happening. Um, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you miss touring? Um, do you miss touring? Yeah, I definitely do. Um, I, I have to say I'm so thankful during this time to have had a baby because she's been such a great distraction and something to keep me extremely busy uh so you know I, I was definitely before all this started I had a lot of concerns like oh my gosh touring is going to come to an end and am I, I'm going to be stuck with this baby at home and I'm going to be really depressed and blah, blah 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 and it's it's kind of been the opposite it's just like okay well everyone's stuck at home <laughs> and I've got this awesome new person to keep me busy and keep me occupied so I feel really fortunate with the timing of it all for me personally, but I definitely miss touring. I'm really hopeful, uh, you know, hoping that we get to go back on tour as scheduled. At this point, I know a lot of people uh, have just basically copied and pasted their schedules for 2020 and just moved them over to 2021. And that's what Marin's done. So, it, you know, as, as far as, as we're concerned, we're going to be touring next year. And hopefully by that point, think they'll have, you know, figured out a way for everyone to do that safely. Um, but yeah, I miss, you know, I miss going to new places and my routine of walking around. Well, and with Amos, you know, this is like always the routine. I would go with the gang to the local fancy coffee shop, you know, and everyone would get their crazy pour overs and their coffee or whatever. And then I would get nothing and then walk three blocks away to the Starbucks <laughs> and get my <laughs> rude corporate drink <laughs> and do that. Um, and yeah, I miss that. I miss, I miss the fun of that and all the adventures, even if I was drinking the same chai latte every day. <laughs> Amos I does do. like to go for like the the, the special coffee place. Or oh like. yeah. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> he'll have uh, you, as as your manager. He'll have you drinking pour overs in no time. Oh great. <laughs> <laughs> um, um. So, have you seen anyone that you've toured with uh, in Mar in Mar in Marin Morris's band? Yes, I have. Um, because Marin has done, um, we did the country, the Academy of Country Music Awards and, uh, James Corden, the late night show, but we've been doing them safely and in a social distance way. So the way that it's happening now, what people are doing when they want to, you know, appear on these shows is rather than fly to Los Angeles and, you know, get on a soundstage and be around people, we went out into the woods of Tennessee and they set up a whole shoot out there and we were all, you know, at least six feet apart and they were scanning everyone's foreheads and making sure, you know, everyone was safe. And so that's how we taped one spot. And then when we did our segment for the uh, ACM awards, we went to the Ryman and it's, it's pretty crazy how it works now. So everyone had to get a COVID test and in advance. And then for the three days leading up to in between when we got the test and when we performed, 
we had to fill out paperwork and you know go online to this website and verify that we didn't have any symptoms every day um, and you know release these medical records to the people taping the award show and I thought they did a really good job of taking it very seriously and enforcing masks and social distancing and it was I felt safe and it wasn't until it was go time time to tape our segment that those of us who were singing you know took our masks off performed and then it was you know put it back on and get out of here <laughs> so yeah so I have gotten to see um, some of my bandmates at least a couple times and another one of our bandmates so Marin had a baby about 11 weeks before I had my baby and now her guitar player is there having a baby and so we'll be having a little baby shower for them in a couple weeks and I think it'll be another outdoor socially distanced masked affair <laughs> so <laughs> we're finding ways to you know get together and see each other when we can and, and do it safely. So this is just a question because I'm catastrophically afraid of COVID tests. I thought um, you were going to say afraid of babies. <laughs> no, I'm fine with babies. <laughs> You're catastrophically afraid of COVID tests, okay. Um, so what does it feel like? I just want to know because yeah. I had a friend who got COVID said it tickled, but I'm just like... Yeah. <laughs> Nothing, nothing to be catastrophically afraid of. The way, so we did not do the nose swab. We Was did another way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a back of the throat with a stick, um, like scratching kind of of, not your tonsils, but like kind of the upper part of your back of your throat. Um, not a great feeling, but not a stab in the brain, as I've heard some people describe the nose swab. Um, so yeah, so that's how, that's how I got my test, and it, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I mean, like, I've had strep so many times, I can probably do that. <laughs> yeah, oh, bummer. Well, how, here's a question for you. Since you've been in your pod, you know, and this is, again, with me with a newborn, you know, a lot of people talk about dealing with sick kids and stuff, but have you found that you haven't been as sick as perhaps maybe you have been in the past when you've been going to school or doing things like that? De definitely. Um, but the, like, a great thing about the pod is, um, you can go to school, school in, at my town, which I think is a horrible decision. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just expressing my opinion. I think it's Good horrible. I love it. Um, <laughs> And so I saw pictures, and it's like three-sided plexiglass windows with the mask on, and like they had to sanitize down their desk every single subject. I'm just like, yeah. thanks, mom. You kept me home. <laughs> no, I, I, um, I'm actually teaching. Uh, I teach a couple people from time to time, and over Zoom, and they talk about being in um being in school and it's how scary it is and how different it is and some you know they've gone back and forth they've been at home they've been in school and it seems really really challenging you know it seems like the teachers are having to take on such an additional responsibility and uh that there's way less time to teach <laughs> and uh you know it seems seems pretty crazy it's pretty intense. Yeah, um, my teacher, I think, is very grateful to be teaching from home. Yeah. Um, I believe she also has a new baby. Um, so uh, I think that's why she um, got to be the teacher, the like the home teacher. Mm -hmm. um, and this hilarious part is my younger brother, I'm just going to call him Charlie, <laughs> um, has a uh, so he's in third grade and I'm in fifth. Mm -hmm. And so third and fifth were the only grades that have home teachers. Oh boy, did you luck out. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just like, and, and the funniest part is, um, I was like, when I moved to Virginia, mm -hmm. um, I, I had to repeat preschool or something. Mm -hmm. So I would have been in sixth grade and sixth Ooh. graders are required to go to school. Wow. Oh, man. Oh, well, you dodged a bullet there. So oh, yeah. 
<laughs> I don't even know. I didn't even do that. Um, but yeah. Uh, and my my two cousins are in third and fifth grade also. So it's just mm, wow. Hey, perfect for your pot. Coincidence. <laughs> um. So. Have you tried any virtual shows? I think once I saw Amos doing something, like you did a takeover on an account, but yes. I don't, I, I think I, that's what I saw. Exactly. I yeah, I've done, I've done a couple. So I have a side project with um, other gal musicians who are side people like me, and we're called Side Piece. <laughs> and so we did one show where they came and we did it, in my garage with the doors open and everything and you know socially spaced out um so we did one live stream and that was really fun it was the first time i'd played with other people since i'd had the baby uh and we're gonna do another show october 30th um outdoors at an outdoors outdoor show here in town so that's gonna be a big deal i'm really excited and that'll i think you'll be able to stream that too and then I did the CSAC Instagram takeover and Thad and I played a song and Amos came and, and was interviewed during it, which was so much fun. Uh, I love what Amos has been doing with his live stream. Oh, yes. Nights. It's so good. And it's just so great to have that as a weekly thing that I can rely on to jump on and see him and see all the, the band friends and family. And it's been it's been a really special thing. So... It's how, it's, yeah. how, it's how I know what day it is. <laughs> exactly. That's what I say. Like, oh, it's Thursday. Oh, my gosh. I have to have to get on the stream. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I will be there for that October 30th one. The only problem is uh, uh, my, uh, fa like, my favorite TV show is coming out with season two on that day. Ooh, well, I, you know, I understand. It's yeah, I mean, it's, it's on the main. <laughs> it comes out one episode at a time. But, uh, you know, that's also. TV show? The Mandalorian. Oh, wait. Oh, crap. Are you kidding me? That's coming out on October 30th? Yep. Season two. Oh, nobody's going to come to my gig. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there. This is horrible timing. Well, it's my favorite show, too. Uh, uh, yeah. Man, it's breaking uh, news. Yeah, no. it's, actually, it's, also, <laughs> it's also three days after my birthday. What? How old are you going to be, by the by? 11. 11. Oh my gosh. Wow. Big deal. You, you're out of fingers. <laughs> That's the type of stuff I would think about when I turned 11. Well, mm. good for you. What are you going to do for your birthday during COVID? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe, well, a lot of my friends have been doing like Zooms and stuff, but um, mm -hmm. I'm probably not going to do that. Um, I haven't really given it that much thought. Um, uh, well, you can watch The Mandalorian for your birthday. But wait, coming up three days later. Day. But yes, maybe, maybe I can binge uh, season one. <laughs> there you go. That's a great idea. Do a um, round. Yeah, but maybe, maybe I, maybe I'll just like relax. Uh. Or maybe come here, because I really like it here. Yeah, come to the vacation house. There you go. Um, I actually have no idea what I'm going to do. Wait, it's October 30th of Thursday. I think it's a Friday or a Saturday. I'm not sure. Because oh, my podcast is supposed to come out every Thursday. Ah. Um, this one's just a bit late, so I'm going to release it right after we finish recording. Great. <laughs> um, and I've done some cuts. Um. But other than that, yeah, as long as my birthday is not a Thursday, I am good. <laughs> you have to move your birthday. Well, I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so have you read any great books or listened to any good records recently? Yes, I just finished last night a book that I highly recommend called The Splendid and the Vile, and it's about the Blitz during uh, World War II when Germany was bombing England and, and London, uh, you know, trying to get them to surrender. And it's been really interesting to read 
during this pandemic because it certainly gives you a perspective on you know what people have had to endure and what they've been able to overcome and the spirit of a nation working together to defeat this invasion so they would do things during the blitz is what it was called where they would have mandatory blackouts because the planes would fly over the English Channel from France, from occupied France, and they would, all they would have to use would be the lights in the city to know where their targets were to bomb. So everybody just turned out all the lights. And as soon as, you know, as soon as it got dark outside, you couldn't have your lights on and people found ways to still, you know, get from where they needed to go from place to place and do things just in the pitch dark. And, but everyone, everyone really, I mean, talk about like <laughs> making some rules, getting everybody on board and working together. And that's what they were able to do. So I really enjoyed, really enjoyed that book. Um, I'm trying to think of some good records that I've listened to. I've been, <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Mozart for babies. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been getting into some Mozart lately, and Nora really likes that. Um, my husband has been the one. He goes on runs and, you know, bike rides, and he'll listen to, to new stuff. And he's he's more into that, and I'm kind of in baby mode right now, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I. What? How about you? Have you listened to any cool records or read any good books? Um, I've read recently two really good books. Um, yeah. My mom's really been getting me into reading um, Black Authors. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Oh, yes. That's another book I'm in the middle of reading, but we're reading it to Nora, so it's taken us months. But it's uh, Frederick Douglass, My Bondage, My Freedom, which I think should be, I'm only about two-thirds of the way through it, but it should be mandatory reading for every human being on planet Earth, especially every American. I will read it. Yeah, you would. It's incredible. So I'm reading. Um, do you know who Ibram X? I think I'm pronouncing it right. Ibram X. Kendi. No. Do you know who Jason Reynolds is? No, God, oh, I'm so embarrassed. So um, they're they're two amazing authors. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm reading a remix of a book that they wrote called Stamped. Mm hmm. And it tells you all about like the world's first racist and not how not to be how to be anti-racist. Oh, it's the so it's the folks who wrote how to be an anti-racist. Yes, okay. it's them. That's them. My mom read his previous book, which I think was was called Stamped or, or something like Stamped that. from the beginning. That's yeah, from the beginning. That was it. We were just talking about that. Um, and the second one has a bad word in the front cover, so I'm not, I'm not going to say it, but it's about a donkey, so you can probably guess what the name is. Okay. Um, but it's all about a donkey who taught a woman, uh, how to live life. <laughs> wow. And it's really actually interesting. The donkey's name is Caleb, and, uh -huh. um, yeah, she, I'm only, I only, like, just started it, so, um. I've gotten into like three chapters and it's really, really, really cool. Um, because we should put it in the show notes, the books, so that folks can uh, find them and yeah. read. folks I'll like the, your guest. <laughs> yes, please. In the show notes, you will find multiple Amazon links. Awesome. Love it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but so my next question is, um, my dad told me you guys have been doing camping trips. Yes. <laughs> so have you done any fun new ones recently? Yes. So we just went, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Again, this is all stuff that my husband is in, in charge of. I'm, I'm letting, he's, he loves to do all the research and find these fun spots. And I just kind of get in the car and, and wherever we go is where we go. But, um, Oh boy. Oh, well, we went to, we're trying to go to all of the waterfalls in the state of Tennessee. So yeah, so Tennessee has some really cool waterfalls. I mean, this may take us the rest of our lives <laughs> to accomplish this, but we started this a few years ago where just whenever we can, we'll drive out to a waterfall and do a hike. So we went to one this past week. I had literally have to look it up to remember the name of it. Um, but that was really fun. And uh, I watched P. 
people, you know, jumping off into the falls, which is really, well, I, I stood and watched a girl try to work up the nerve to jump for like five minutes. And then I finally got annoyed and turned to walk away. And then she jumped <laughs> and everything was fine. But you know, <laughs> it was like, I've been sitting here waiting for you to do this. And anyway, <laughs> but it, it was really great. And uh, the baby really enjoyed it. And so I think we're going to go tomorrow on a, just a little one-off drive somewhere. And so, yeah, it's the, the whole uh, camping industry is really really hot now because <laughs> it's a safe way to take a vacation so um but we've we've we were into it before the pandemic so <laughs> yeah um like remembering like places um is really easy to me unless it's like the name of a waterfall or something yeah. like that i'm i'm gonna look it up and see what it was i'm looking at it right now because it was one of my most recent posts but um I'm I'm in it for the s'mores. Oh you know, <laughs> well, yeah, in Kent, um, actually, my cousins were before I had to told I before I told them they had to like quiet down. They were like, "We're doing s'mores tonight. Let's go!" Yes, that's the whole point of camping for me. Uh, it was called. I just looked it up. It's called Greeter Falls. G R E E T E R. And there was oh. a family, the Greeter family, that went out and set up this homestead and that's how the, the name of the falls where they got the name of the falls so greeter falls is where we went and uh it, it's beautiful highly recommended yeah the only the only name the only like waterfall name i can remember right now is like niagara falls yeah that's a doozy <laughs> it, it's, it's the one waterfall i will ever remember in my life um uh the other ones i just call that waterfall that's going to be my new hashtag on our adventures to find all the waterfalls. Hashtag that waterfall. <laughs> that waterfall. Um, <laughs> it's just what, I can't remember all the names. Um, but um, have you or Thad tried anything new in the kitchen? Because uh, Amos has officially started his new cookie business. Oh, my gosh. Um, I've, been, I've been hearing that from some of my bandmates, some of my former bandmates, that they'll open their door and they'll just find some gluten-free cookies that Amos just left on their doorstep and like <laughs> yeah 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 that always happens yeah cookieing it's hilarious yeah so um, I personally and um unfortunately for my family am not a very ambitious chef um and I often have what uh, I call snack dinner where it's just like, oh, it's dinner time. Here's an apple and peanut butter. <laughs> Here's an English muffin. Like, dinner is served. And so I have <laughs> And then especially, like, throw a baby in the mix. And there's not really been, um, not been a lot of opportunities for me to sort of carefully and thoughtfully plan meals. Um, but, you know, maybe someday. <laughs> How about you? Um yesterday my dad what did he oh i didn't have uh my dad's food yesterday um <laughs> my uncle my uncle made me made uh like my dad and his family like these chicken burgers i think um and a few nights ago we had short ribs dipped in red wine Mm. Yeah, dad gets fancy. Um actually I've actually heard of something similar to uh that. Uh I read a blog or an Instagram post that my mom showed me. Um and it's about this um woman who was a very busy single mom and uh so she didn't really have any time and so she would like do these things called the plate of li little things. Yes. And Snack dinner. Yeah, basically, she would just get, like, a f four, four different fruits and veggies and, like, maybe some chips or something, and then she'd be like, here you go. <laughs> now yeah, let me exactly. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad to get some validation. <laughs> You're not the only one. I wonder what my brother had last night. Oh, I was not the cook of the family, so. <laughs> well, neither am I. <laughs> um, so... We have a very big election coming up, as you know. Um, so how do we help get out the vote? Um, 
I mean, this is the question I've, yeah, this is the question. I've been, you know, as, as stuff comes up, I try to share it and post it. Uh, and I try to do it in a way that is sensitive and not, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Hardcore? Yeah, you know, in, in a way that hopefully is more of an invitation and less of a, if you don't agree with me, um, we you can't. You will get annihilated. Yeah, we can't have a dialogue because the whole point is to, um, yeah, you know, you want to you want to be able to converse with people and, and talk about important issues with people and understand that as passionately as I may feel about something, someone else may feel equally as passionately, you know, on the other end of the perspective, which is challenging, um, but is, you know, that's just, that's, that's the, the way that it goes. Um, but obviously, I would like to see a change. <laughs> and uh, I definitely am signing all of the petitions that come my way. I'm I'm writing letters and calling my representatives. Uh, I take a big cue, honestly, from Marin and from Anus, but uh, Marin has, I think, done a really great job with her Instagram, always posting in her stories really helpful links and resources. And so I, I hit those up and, uh, you know, do what I can. It's, it's really tough being that this is a pandemic Normally, um, and what I've done for the past several, you know, local elections that we have here in Tennessee is I, I go knock on doors and I remind people to vote and, you know, I get, I go to my local uh, spot and I get the list of, of people I need to go <laughs> hit up and remind to go to the polls. And so I I'm try to be active in that way. Um, now, with everything that's happening and having a, a baby at home, I don't really feel safe doing that. So uh, yeah, I'm definitely trying to come up with other things that I can do uh, with my the resources that I have to try to help. Um, I wish you could vote. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just plain weird if you like are scrolling through your Instagram and you see this kid that like um, you that you follow on Instagram and it's like vote. I think it's great. I mean, I think it's awesome. I think it's great that you're involved and aware and, you know, are a participant to the extent that you can in this process. Um, yeah, actually, we, I, I went fishing with my uncle and my youngest cousin. Mm -hmm. uh, and on the way there, uh, dad, um, dad uh, and my uncle started talking politics. So, um, How'd that go for you guys? <laughs> Uh, my younger cousin Struan um, and I decided to uh, count the uh, Biden flag, Biden Harris flags versus the Trump flags. Oh God! And this is the only red county in Connecticut. Wow! And uh, the final results were thirty Biden signs and three Trump signs. Wow! You don't live in Franklin, Tennessee. <laughs> That's great because, uh, yeah, I drive around and, uh, and in fact, I just went on a drive with my mom and drove through some neighborhoods and, and we had a, we had the exact opposite of that count. Oh, no. It's tough, you know, I mean, it's a tough one, Burke, I gotta say. And I, uh, for me personally, I know where I stand and you know, I look to my parents and their very active roles in the civil rights movement in the 60s. And as much as I, you know, I'm trying to be fair to both sides, I'm not going to be on what I feel is the wrong side of history. And, you know, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden and support Black Lives Matter and do everything that I can that, you know, I think is right. And I think history shows us is, is right. So... There I said it. <laughs> I said it on your podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
Um, but yeah, it's I, I want to be as involved as I can without being from like a side where I there's some things that I can't do. But um, I want to be as involved as I can until um, I'm allowed to actually do the things that um, uh, voting and stuff like that. Well, even facilitating this conversation between you and me, this is the first time I've really publicly kind of talked about it a ton. I mean, and you can tell from my Instagram that the way that I feel, but I do try to, you know, I don't know what I try to do, <laughs> but I'm glad to, uh, I'm glad to share it with you and with anyone who might be listening today. So. And I actually, I think now that I think about it, I kind of have been supporting uh, like um, some things in a way. Um, like for example, Old Navy has been paying their workers to uh, work the polls. Wow. And so I bought a lot of stuff from Old Navy. Nice. Um, and then I wanted to, like, we've been supporting all these companies because they're um, getting, they're supporting the Black Lives Matter march and um, mm -hmm. voting and everything. And so I keep on saying, dad, can we support them? Or mom, can we support them? And then a Sprite commercial pops up and I say, dad, can we support them? He says, no. <laughs> that's awesome well good for you that's incredible i think that's fantastic didn't even take him a second to think about it <laughs> nuts poured in high fructose corn syrup yeah <laughs> and, then, and then i told him about my friend's birthday party where he drank three cans and he was absolutely mortified oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> You seem like you're keeping the weight off. You seem you seem like you're staying pretty healthy, though. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So those were all of my personalized questions, edited by my dad. <laughs> uh, uh, so the we're going on to the last three usual questions. Um, all right. And so uh, yeah, here we go. Um, what would you have done? if you knew COVID was coming? Okay. Um, well, <laughs> I think the biggest thing would be that I would have gone down to New Orleans where my family is from and tried to spend some time with them before I was unable to see them for a long time. So my my cousin had just had a baby, so my daughter Anne is only a few months apart from my cousin's baby, and I, uh, you know, I had all these grand plans of the two of them getting to spend all this time together, and that's been really a shame that that hasn't been able to happen. Um, but I, you know, I was still pregnant at the time when this all started. But yes, I would have loved to have had one more trip down to New Orleans to see everybody and uh, be with my family. I was thankful to get to play two really cool gigs with my two main bands that I work with. So that was a nice way to, to be sent off. I got to play the Houston Rodeo with Marin for like 50,000 people at Texas Stadium. And she and I were both pregnant. And that was really cool. Um, and then the last gig I did with Side Piece, my dad came to visit and he sat in with us and played with us. So I got to rock out with my dad and I did think going into everything I was like well if those are the last two gigs I played for a while they're they were pretty darn cool so that helped lift my spirits as um as I slowly came to realize that I probably would not be playing shows for a while so but yeah missing my family has been really tough that's that's definitely the hardest thing and I just would have spent more time with them if I could have yeah um well, uh, in Amos's podcast, he said uh, he would have invited all of his friends to a remote island near Hawaii <laughs> um, and just hang out until this is over. Yeah, that, that's actually a really great idea. The master plan. <laughs> <laughs> Good plan. It's actually a genius plan. I can't believe I, I didn't think I of I hope that. to get that invite if, if that plan ever comes into fruition. Yeah, next pandemic, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, so my next one is flip of that question. 
Okay. What would you have done if you had no idea about it? Um, and this is in February. Um, and somebody walked up and was just like, uh, COVID is coming. Run for your lives. The world is the end is near in that type of way. Man, you know, it's so crazy because all of this stuff has been so hard to believe. And I don't know what I would have done because as everything started happening, I remember looking at what was happening in Italy and different countries going into lockdown and doing these things and thinking, oh, that'll never happen in America. There's no way. And things slowly but surely starting to happen. So it's hard to say if I would have paid attention or really believed it. And, um, you know, <laughs> I think that probably is what happened to a lot of people when this was all kind of first starting. It just seems so beyond belief that people didn't really know what to do. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I would, um, I would hope that I <laughs> would have paid attention and, you know, maybe, I don't know, start getting some sewing patterns for masks and stuff <laughs> together and doing some of that stuff. I've had some friends do some really cool, you know, things like that, making masks for essential workers and stuff throughout all of this. A lot of people have really stepped up and done amazing things. So being a bigger part of that would have been cool. I, I spent all the pandemic just kind of hiding out being pregnant. So, <laughs> so it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm, I have a tiny project that nobody knows about going on right now. So oh, really? I'm just planning. Ooh. Probably going to take forever, but I, I think I'm going to be able to do it. <laughs> but you're not um, going to tell me what it is? Yeah, I'm sorry. This is a podcast. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. All right, cool. Um, but so this is my last question. Um, sorry about that. That was a bang. Um, so uh, the last question is, what will you do when the pandemic is over? boy um I will I will go to New Orleans I will go to New Orleans I will maybe take the RV that Thad and I have and put the baby and the dog in the truck and head home to see my family um because I haven't gotten to meet Nora you know it's, it's just been too too scary and too weird and all that stuff so I would I would go home and introduce her to everyone and play with her new baby cousin with Anne um, and hopefully get back on the road and start playing some shows. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the biggie. You know, I really can't wait for the ability to get out there and play music again. So that's, that's priority number one. What about you? Um, something I'm looking forward to after the pandemic, mm -hmm. um, probably seeing family like you in Florida mm -hmm. or, um, resuming going on, like we like to travel mm -hmm. and, you know, pandemic, freaky airplane, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and we have a house in Canada. So right as it ends, I want to go up there and I've, I've recently, um, thanks to the pandemic and this vacay house, <laughs> um, <laughs> I've gotten into um, fishing. Wow. Connecticut. And uh, my parents have some really funny stories uh, about Canada. Um, one time my mom caught like a six foot, uh, like, no, 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 sorry, four foot uh, fish. I think it was a smallmouth bass. Wow. Um, because she, she put like a giant hook on as a joke and fished it and like all of a sudden, <laughs> Whoa. Well, you know who you got to take with you if you go on a fishing trip is Zach Janikian. Oh, he yeah. is an expert angler, which, you know, I had no idea. But, yeah, that's his that's his bag. So you got to hit him up. I wonder what, wonder what he and Brad, Bradley are doing. <laughs> For those of you listening, Bradley is – Zach is in Amos's band, and Bradley is his uh, his pet sloth puppet. <laughs> of it yeah who talks who talks i'm bradley <laughs> pretty good that is a good impression <laughs> yeah bradley used to join us on stage and would sit on zach's amp so if you go look through 
old footage of me in the band with Amos. I mean, he may still be out there, uh, Bradley, I mean. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's in a lot of shots. It's, he's, he's a good one. I don't know what kind of a fisherman Bradley is, but he'll probably he's go. A big, he's, a, he's a small guy, big hooks. <laughs> That's going to be his, uh, his Twitter handle, Bradley's Twitter handle. Small guy, big hooks, Bradley. um yeah bradley puppet slash fisherman (laughs) i hope zach listens to this (laughs) it's awesome we can send him the link yeah let's Um, um so yeah those are all my questions wow yeah thank you for uh answering all of them well, thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm just really excited to get to chat with you and see you again after all this time. And uh, it's been it's been half of your life, I think, since I've seen you. <laughs> it has. Yeah, some quick math I did there. But uh, yeah, it's great to see you and visit with you and get your perspective on all of this. And I really appreciate that you're doing this podcast during this time. What a cool thing to do and talk to folks and get uh get everyone's voices heard out there i think it's wonderful why not (laughs) yeah um yeah well thanks for having me and uh i uh, look forward to hearing more of your great podcasts and more folks that you're going to interview and whatever your top secret project is that you're working on thank you (laughs) (laughs) well you have a very good weekend (laughs) thank you you too. Kill the audio so I can talk about your top secret project. Okay. <laughs> Bye. So there you have it, everybody. That was me interviewing Annie Clements. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll check out more. I'm your host, Burke Greenfield, and this is Burke's Corona Cast. <laughs>